Welcome to another episode of Too Young to Be This Old. I am one of your hosts, Ben, along with Andy here today. Hello. Why don't you handle that housekeeping there, Andy? Yep, as usual. Thank you for listening to us, um, wherever you found us. But if you want to find all other things podcast-related, you can go to our website at podcast.tooyoungtobethisold.com. And find all the ways to listen to us and all our wonderful social media links. Indeed, so that you can find us on the Twitter and tweet at us about what you want to hear us talk about. We would greatly appreciate those things. How has your uh, post-Dragon Con week been, Andy? Oh, not too bad. Uh, I spent a little bit of time working from home. Um... I had some things to work on, really didn't need to be in the office every day, so got to do that whole work from home thing again that I haven't done in a while, so that was fun, relaxing, um, but I've been... Was it really relaxing, though? Yeah, no, it's not like it's not like old job, though, I'm not on, I'm not working from home and on, you know, 25 phone calls, I'm working from home and um, just actually getting to work on what I want to work on, and take breaks as I need them. I just knew you had a lot of other things going on. Oh, so I was, oh yeah, yeah. But I, it I, was I feel like working from home was not the ideal yeah. situation as it usually used to be. That's fair. I mean, it was fine. It was fine. I definitely got some, got some TV watchings and while I was working on things and, you know, got to catch up on some stuff. So no worries there. And then, um, besides that, I've been starting to actually get Taryn through Madden. We have made some progress for a change. So, we're we're getting to our first postseason in this new Madden 20. So, Indeed, exciting. exciting. How about you, for, uh, I can't wait for us to, uh, when we finish recording here, for me to get that postseason in so that we can keep it moving a little bit. Exactly. My week has been awkward. I've been uh, carless again. For another week since, you know, working a nine-to-five job makes car buying really hard to handle. But uh, thankfully, our good friend Matt, friend of the show, had an extra vehicle that I'm getting to use. But driving a 92 Chevy 1500 is not very economical in Gainesville traffic. Yeah. And it's much larger than any vehicle I normally drive. But I'm starting to get the hang of it. And I feel like a badass driving a big-ass red truck. Do you? Oh, I man. love everything about it until <laughs> I go to a gas pump. Right. And then I'm like, this is why we don't. <laughs> this is why Ben doesn't have a truck. Correct. Correct. <laughs> but that that's been my week, man. It's it's not been bad. It's been uh it's been a good week so far, you know, trying to get the final preparations for us to go out of town next oh, week yeah. for our honeymoon. Getting and ready, stuff, so getting ready for that fun and then also this is our busy recording week because we're gonna be recording again tomorrow night. Uh, but you'll already have heard that. Yeah, you already have heard that. If you're listening to this. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> we got wrestling pay-per-view. We got vacation and, and all that fun stuff. So sad you're not going to be up here having our first pay-per-view with some, some quote-unquote fan. Pay-per-view gonna be separation. It's going to be hard. You might you might want to tell your wife that because she texted me that she would be ready for the pay-per-view on Sunday. Yeah, no, I, I, I explained it yesterday and she was like, oh, oops. Well, so. I'm glad you got that taken care of before, yep. before it went any further. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
So today, let's drastically shift gears on what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, we are recording this on 9-11-2019, so 18 years ago, the largest terroristic attack in our nation on our nation soil occurred. And today is always a weird day for me. It's like a day of reflection that always seems to happen. I don't know if you're kind of the same way, Andy. Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I, I feel like some years more than others. Um, but uh, definitely, you know, a few things on my mind today with uh, all that. But uh, it's it, it almost seems like in some ways people pay less and less attention to it every year, which is kind of sad, um, especially since we just had... The whole issue with the 9-11 first responders trying to get their health coverage and all that. And I don't know, it felt it felt light this year on anybody even saying anything. It, it really did kind of feel light. Um, I know yeah. my Facebook has been lit up with it today. Yeah. And that is part of the reason that we kind of decided on this topic uh, instead of doing some of the other ones we were bouncing around. 200 in... Sorry, 2,977 people lost their life in the matter of a few hours. And this all played out on television screens across our nation. Um, I know I know for me myself, um, I guess I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and I'll start with, with my story of what happened that day. Sure. Uh, me, I, I actually was kept out of school that day. Uh, my mother needed help with my... You've, sister who was just born a few months before we were taking uh, her old Chevy Malibu, which my sister is now driving. Car has, has gone oh, the distance. Still going. Yeah, still going. Uh, we were taking it up to the old John Meagle place when it was still on Dahlonega. And uh, we were listening to the regular guys on the radio. That kind of dates this story. Oh, yeah. About 18 years ago. Oh, yeah. And we're hearing stuff about, you know, they're talking on the radio, somebody on the phone, that they're seeing smoke coming from a building, this, that, and the other. And me and mom are just kind of like, oh, man, this is, you know, weird story, but we don't hear all the details of it. And we get into the John Meagle place, and it is a ghost town. Uh, nobody's at the front. There's no receptionist and everything. So we kind of walk into where the waiting room is, and we see, you know, sales manager, the mechanics, the receptionist. The basically anybody that works in the building is huddled around the TV in the reception room. And we're standing there, and it's dead quiet. It's a really awkward aura. There's a weird energy in the room. And we're not in on what this energy is. And Mom looks angry like she's about to say something, but doesn't. And then we start looking at the TV, and we're seeing, you know, oh, the, the Trade Center's on fire. And at that point right. in time, we didn't know... Like me, mom didn't know what was going on. They did. And then about the same time, I mean, we had maybe been in there for two minutes. And then the second tower got hit. So we saw the second oh. tower getting hit on TV. Right. Um, and to me, that was a... Ooh, getting chills thinking about it. Um, that was the game-changing moment um, that we all knew something was up. Um, 
a bunch of the mechanics walked out to make phone calls after that happened. Whew. Um, a bunch of, you know, like the receptionist, like, hey, you know, uh, sorry, we weren't at the front. And it was like everybody tried to go back to being normal, even though we yeah. knew what we saw wasn't normal. Right. Um, so we're, we're sitting there and uh, they take the car and they start working on it. But I mean, working is a relative term here. They are doing stuff on the car, but then coming in and looking and seeing if anything else has happened um, throughout the day. Uh, after after about 45 minutes, when mom kind of clicks, like, what's happening? And I think it was finally, I mean, it was like an hour before I think anybody even mentioned the word terrorism. When, when yeah, this no, was going I mean, nobody, on. nobody understood, like, what was even happening. And we then went over to the little restaurant that was right across the way, like walking distance from the, the John Meagle. We went over there and we got like breakfast, lunch kind of thing, brunchish. But I think that was before I knew what the word brunch was. And we get a call from my stepfather who was working in the construction industry at the time. And we tell him what my mom tells him what's going on. He's already aware of, the 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 towers being hit but says you know if they're fixing the car as soon as they fix the car don't go home go to my uncle's um and the only reason chuck was telling us to go to my uncle's house was because my uncle was a big gun freak and the immediate concern that he was getting since he worked on a lot of high-end homes with Mm -hmm. people that are stock market stock brokers and stuff like that the big concern that came out was the possibility of Atlanta being a target. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we went and hung out with my uncle for a few hours after we got the car fixed. Well, after we got the car fixed, that's what happened. But, you know, we ate, we went back to the car place, and it was really just a, a very somber vibe the rest of the time. And then um, the car was about done with its service at the time that the towers collapsed. Because I remember oh, everyone geez. being yeah. in there when the towers collapsed. Right. And that was like, you could hear a pin drop. I mean, you could almost hear the people's heart beating. Because I think that's when it finally became real what was happening. At, at least for the group that was there. Um, I remember the break-ins uh, with them cutting in, talking about the the Pentagon and the flight that went down outside of Pennsylvania that was supposed to be for the White House. Right. But I don't I don't remember I don't remember much about them day of because I feel like the the towers mm. falling and what happened with the towers took over. Yeah, everything. that that became like the the primary primary focus. Even though I mean obviously the Pentagon was was a crazy hit to see, you know, a plane Going to the side of it, everybody was definitely focused on the towers because that was the, the more visual of a symbol of the business. Pentagon yeah. on fire was not as potent as the exactly. image of the towers on fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember when we got to my uncle's, uh, some of my other family came, and we're all kind kind of sitting there, and I'm I'm playing PlayStation, and they're talking about it, and. My family is in the thought process. They're here to attack us. We're about to have to defend ourselves. This is about to be war on American soil. It's not going to be the Army and National Guard fighting it. It's going to be us. 
because that's how the South thinks. Oh wow, that is a very different perspective than I, I was uh... expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I just remember, I remember standing there and being like, "I in these." I mean, this is this was eighteen years ago. This was twelve year old Ben. I don't know why I said I don't know why the hell anyone would want to hurt this nation that damn bad. And that was my exact words. And I thought I was about to get my ass beat because I realized that I cussed twice when I said it. But it's just what came out. Oh, no. And no, mom, everybody let it slide. And they're like, yeah, they're like, you know what? Today, you get a pass. Yeah, you get a pass. We're not going to whoop that ass. Right. Jeez. But but I'll never, I'll just never forget because, like, I mean, even now, 18 years later, I can't watch footage like when CNN does that, like, day of, oh, where yeah. like they run, like they run it, like as it was happening and stuff. Right. I can't, I can't watch that stuff. No, because when it gets to where you're hearing the phone calls for people calling their families, knowing it's yeah. the last time that, like, I can't hear that stuff. I can't deal with it. Like it, it, it hits me on an emotional level, and I, I'm not saying that there's not wrongs in our country, mm-hmm. but I still think we're one of the greatest countries on planet earth. And you can tell me otherwise all day mm-hmm. long. I'm, you're not going to change my mind on that. Sure. Because the fact that you can tell me that you don't agree with me is something that you can't say about every country <laughs> in the world. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that's true. See, Thinking that day at 12 years old, I, I seriously was one of those moments where I'm like, I'm going to go join the military. That's what I'm going to do with my life. Yeah. Now, those those moments faded as I got that, older only. Because yeah, I was I, like, well, I, that, that faded. Yeah, well, but, the sentiment of, yeah. I want to go over and kill people is what faded. Right. Because I was right. so angry at 12 years old that that's what I thought needed to be done. And right. I realized that's not what needed to be done. Yeah. No. I mean, um, I've seen a lot of stuff today. Uh, well, sorry. I'll let you tell you about your day because that's kind of how oh, my sure. day ended. A yeah, little yeah, bit. that's that's how yours. But so I've mine's got a long... was yeah, very different. Um, and I think I don't think we've ever talked about it. So um... we, we haven't. <laughs> so I was in fifth grade at the time because remember you're a little bit older than me. Um, so it was a really weird day. I was in school. All right, and I remember it very distinctly. Uh, I, you know, sometime around probably when the first tower was hit or, or, or maybe when the second tower was hit. I, I don't really know exactly the time. It'll make sense to you here. Um, like the principal for the school came to our classroom and just like told us, Hey, I need to talk to your teacher in the hall. You guys uh, be good. And we were like, uh, okay. Before you keep telling the story. Yeah. You're still in Miami at this point. Yes. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't go to Miami till 2005. Okay. So, still, uh, still Miami. So, principal comes in, says, you know, hey, I need to talk to you in the hallway. And we're like, uh, weird? Okay. Teachers don't usually get pulled out. But, okay. So, they leave us in the room alone. Everybody's just kind of, like, sitting there. Uh, we don't know anything's happening. All right. So, teacher comes back in, and she looks upset. Very upset. But just immediately snaps back into, like, our, you know, math lesson. And Right our day just keeps going. Um, but then what starts happening is we start over the intercom. Uh, so-and-so, please come to the front office for early dismissal. 
so-and-so, please come to the office for early dismissal. So kids start getting pulled out, like one after another after another. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And why am I not getting pulled out early? Because <laughs> this is just another day. Um, you know, as far as we knew, I was just like, what is going on? Um, and I remember the weirdest part of the day was in the lunchroom. Where, like, there's almost nobody left in the school. Right. Um, there's a pretty big elementary school. And there's all these rumors flying, like, you know, about, well, what is going on? Why is everybody getting pulled out? So nobody has said anything to anybody. Um, at one point, I remember one of my classmates, she went back to the classroom and walked in and saw my teacher had the TV, like, turned away so nobody else could see. And she was sitting in the corner watching and she was crying and then just turned off the TV the moment, you know, uh, my classmate walked in the room and she came back and told us that. And we're like, what's going on? Um, and there was rumors that, like, you know, uh, they were bombing schools. I remember that was one rumor they came up with. And that's why kids kept getting pulled out of school. And I'm like, why aren't my parents taking me out of school? I don't want to get bombed. Like, I was just kind of freaking out. I was like, what is what is happening? This is so weird. Like, literally throughout lunch, more and more people are getting picked up, getting picked up, getting picked up. And I'm just like, Okay, weird. Uh, I mean, so we go out through the go through the whole day. I have no idea what has happened. Nobody has told us anything. I don't know. They were like fifth grade. No, we're not. We're not telling them. Um. So it's not until like my dad comes to pick me up from school, and he's real upset. And I'm like, Dad. Everybody kept getting pulled out of school today, and people were talking about attacks on schools. Like, what, what is happening? And he was like, no, 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 that's not what happened. And he kind of broke down what happened. And I remember just kind of starting starting to cry, and, and I was just confused and, and upset and angry. And I was just like, I didn't really even understand, like, what was happening. And my sister was in high school because she's you know like seven years older than me so she they like were watching it throughout the whole day so i come home and she's super upset every i remember one thing is that every single tv channel was getting interrupted to talk about it like nickelodeon mtv there was no regular programming happening it was just this is what's happening and you reminded me when you talked about the I'm going to join the military thing, because one of her friends basically the next day was like, yep, join the military. And he was 18, and then uh, he went to Afghanistan, like not long after. So it was a weird day because I didn't hear anything or see any video or anything about what happened until, you know, 3.30 in the afternoon or something. So you went you went all day without like knowing all it, day it's... without having any idea what was going on. It's not like you know we weren't getting put on the computer, so it wasn't like we you know there was no there's no opportunity to figure out what was going on. Like we had no computers, we didn't have smartphones. Like nobody was telling us. I get the I guess the message to, to the teachers and everything was just like we're not talking about it. I remember also asking my dad, being like, hey, man, what the hell? Why didn't you take me out of school? 
I was like, everybody's getting pulled out of school because they're worried about safety. And he's like, well, he's like, we were worried about that too. He's like, we called the school and they were actually like, hey, if anything goes down, the school's a pretty safe place to be rather than mm-hmm. being out on the roads. Right. So if somebody attacks, you know, where we are, it's better that you're not stuck in traffic trying to get your kid home. And it's better that they're here in a safe building. Um, you know, the school that's probably not going to get attacked. Um, so they were like, this is a safe place for your kid to be. So you shouldn't feel like you have to come get them. But if you want to, you can. So my dad was just like, no, I trust you. <laughs> and just was like, all right, he can stay in school. So, um, yeah, I just remember that feeling really weird. And, and I remember the Pentagon thing being really weird for me as well, because I felt like it was like, just that weekend before I still remember me and my dad were watching a documentary about the Pentagon and they asked one of the like guys, one of the, you know, security guys or like, you know, top level guys, whatever at the Pentagon, you know, what, what kind of plans do you guys have in place for if somebody was trying to attack the Pentagon or, or, you know, bomb it or fly fly a plane into it or something and they were just like oh we can't talk about those plans but we have very specific um defenses against that right and i was just like hmm, all right i i, I guess not i know but yeah so it was a weird day it, it, i mean it's a very weird day and i feel yeah. like you'll have a lot of people that if you talk to about it a lot of people are going to have a similar story to you that they were in school and didn't quite know what was going on. Um, yeah, they, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people that even in the same grade of many, yeah, they were, they were like, Oh yeah. The teacher just put it on the TV, told us what happened. And I was like, what for me, they were just like, Nope, nothing's going on. We're going to try to have a normal day. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what I heard from a lot of, like I said, since I wasn't at school that day, um, I heard from a lot of, of the people that I did go to school with, that's what happened. Um, as we, as we know now, you know, September 11th is known as Patriot day here in the States. And it's a day of remembrance for the attacks. Right. Um, do you feel like it should be a national holiday? Do you feel yeah. Like it should be? I, I mean, not, not for like selfish reasons of let's be, you know, off work in school, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think it should be a day where you spend time with your loved ones and you, you know, just kind of, kind of get time to like sit back and and think about things that are important to you and family. You know, it. I think it says it's a very important day to you know kind of reflect. Like you were saying, it's always a day of reflection for you. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's. So I mean, I don't see a good argument as to why not, but I guess you could say like, oh well, we should just go on with our lives on this day and you know be strong. Yeah, I, so I, I, everything about people's lives changed so much because right. of this day. It's changed oh, yeah. the way people fly. It's oh, changed. Yeah. It's changed the way a lot of people look at things. Um, I mean, this is. I think this is another big day where, if you're a person of faith, it's a day that really made you question your faith. You either question your faith or you resolidified your faith. Right on this day, there was right. there was no real in between on that one. Yeah. Um, I was a little bit too young to have that crisis happen to me at that point. Yeah, but yeah, uh, no, I was just, just more 
confused and the, angry. I mean, it's and those those emotions I think are are very natural in that situation. Yeah. I don't think you can really have a logical explanation of how to feel during something like this, right? At all, it frustrates me. Mm-hmm. A lot seen uh, today, especially seen on Facebook, everybody posting the memorials and stuff, but also hearing that nothing in school, it wasn't even talked about in school today. So you have a generation kids that are growing up that don't understand the significance of this day towards their older, older siblings or their parents that don't understand like how crazy this day. I can't believe they wouldn't take time to talk about that. Well, again, some of me understands, some of me doesn't. Um, I mean, right. shortly after 9-11, I feel like as a nation, we were united stronger than we ever have been. Yeah. But there were certain groups mm-hmm. that got a lot of hate that didn't deserve yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, talking about, you know, the Islamic and mu- people of Islamic and Muslim faith. Or, or people that, you know, others thought, you know, looked like or, you know... Yeah, Islamic. and, and I mean, completely it ridiculous. It, it was, but when you're hurt and angry, you don't make rational thoughts. Oh yeah. But at the same time, there was a lot of those people that were just as angry as we are. Yeah, were they were. At what they were, happened? Yeah, for the exactly, same reason because they're also Americans. They also probably knew people who were in New York, or you know, who knows? I mean, it it, it also affected them. I mean, I just I remember not. Yeah, kind of not understanding like why why are people being so horrible and i remember my dad just being like you know that these people are angry and they're they're taking it out the wrong way and like this is not how you need to react you know this is not how people should react you know these this is wrong and i'm gonna explain to you why it's wrong kind of thing um so it, it always kind of bothered me that uh that happened i think it was you know kind of embarrassing but it was a it was a reaction to a something we'd never really experienced before as a country you know no not at all i mean not since pearl harbor yeah but pearl harbor was an act of war so it happening right. made i don't want right. to say made sense but was understandable like right oh we're right. at we're, we're on world war ii this time i mean and it was it was okay. a, a military base you know exactly it wasn't you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know place of it business wasn't, it wasn't a place of business and meeting that really yeah. was a symbol of social structure here right you've heard so many things about different jobs you know everybody kind of went into a standstill shortly after that too mm. because nobody knew what was going to happen next um, right the the people i worked for in orthodontics business when i got hired this one i got hired four years ago the he mm. goes this business doesn't have downturns it's a right. it's a pretty bulletproof industry. Right. He says the only time I've ever seen it drop was after nine eleven. Oh wow! And he said it was basically because nobody knew what was going to happen next. About a month after nine eleven, right. where things kind of started getting economically back in order, right? That it went right back up. But it was just hearing that a quote unquote bulletproof industry mm-hmm. that was the only time it ever suffered a setback was that event. Oh, yeah. Made I sense. Mean, people didn't want to go anywhere. I mean, you didn't want to go to the movie theaters. You weren't going to like big parks or anything. I, I just, yeah. You weren't getting on a plane. You weren't getting Nothing. on a plane. 
No, nothing at all. So, and I can't blame him. I mean, I think that year my mom didn't let me go trick or treating. Oh, <laughs> I was, I was, I was heartbroken. No, but we had to like. I, I remember she was like, "No, no, no we're gonna have a party here in the house." You're just going to stay in the house. <laughs> I don't remember my mom doing anything different from that standpoint sure. after 9-11. I just remember the day of being a whirlwind because like we, we got right. up and it was just going to be a day where we get the car fixed. And the next thing you know, we're at my uncle's house. My uncle's <laughs> like making sure he has ammunition. My other uncle. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting ready to, to like, fight. Yeah, like my... The Rollins were getting ready to roll out. Yeah, they were like as with every action. I was just like I could see them. It's like you were like in a bunker and they were loading up. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was just, and that's what it felt like to me because like we yeah. didn't know what was gonna happen. Like it was right. like if, if if all hell breaks loose, I really hope nobody tries to get in this house. Right. Because this is this house is ready. Right. Yeah, and I mean, um, I was thinking about you know I knew we were gonna talk about this today. I was thinking about. You know how different everything was when that happened, right? We didn't have social media. We didn't have like the same kind of constant news cycle on access to information that, like, I and there was a lot of word of mouth that got spread. There was a lot of word of mouth. There was a lot of stories that were spread that you know you find out later just are stories, right? Right. Um, I just wonder how different something like this would be you know, with social media. And yeah, we've had other, you know, we obviously we've had other tragedies since shootings and other attacks in other countries and stuff. And we see how, how quickly the information spreads. Like the moment it's happening, you know, like when the Paris bombings happened and the, you know, the shooting at the, that concert hall, the, the, it was like the moment it was happening, people were, were sending out messages. Um, right. Yeah. I wonder what kind of difference it would have made maybe in like evacuating the other tower, things like that. Cause you know, the first tower got hit and I remember hearing stories about how in the second tower, they were like, stay put, which is just like, I, I, I think it took way too long for people to realize yeah. that it was a terrorist attack. Well, yeah, it's because also because I they're like, oh, they thought the just... first plane was like a small commercial plane. That was like the first news reports. Yeah. And then it was like, Oh no, that was a, that was a, like you know a passenger plane that was a commercial jet and then the second one hits and it's oh wait no this something's happening yeah i Uh, I, because i remember originally people thinking that it was an accident right like like some like new pilot just lost track of what was going on and hit the tower but then there was also the the worry because it was like remember the the trade center had been attacked before when they attempted to bomb it Um, that was a uh like a box truck they tried to yeah underneath yeah so there was there was still that like oh wait you know they've tried to somebody's tried to do something before to this you know kind of symbol of uh capitalism in a way i guess Um, it's something like that sure i just I, i don't know how well i should say i i was gonna say i don't know how somebody can hate a country so much that they'd want to do something like that. But you see how much hate is in the world today. And yeah. it doesn't seem as extreme anymore. No, I mean, I think, I think we're jaded now. I mean, 
with with everything else we have going on, it just seems like yeah that that makes sense that that happened. But at the time, it was like, what? How? How? Nothing makes you know? sense. Yeah, it, it's weird to me as we, as we're talking here, this conversation we're having, we're talking about how we felt during nine eleven, and all of these tragedies that have happened post nine eleven. You feel like nine eleven desensitized you to a lot of these other tragedies? Yeah. I think so. Um, it was just at such a scale, and it hit such a you know symbolic, you know city. It hit New York, and it was just uh, I don't know. I think we were also. It felt like everybody was a lot more innocent. Um, yeah. Before it happened, and and then because this was this was two years after Columbine. Columbine was ninety nine. Yeah, I believe so. I remember that was the big one before this. Right. Can you think? Can you think of any events since nine eleven that have had kind of the same feeling for you, or a um, similar feeling? You know, I think I'd say like the Paris bombings that happened, um, where there was the multiple bombings and there was that concert hall that got shot down. Um, Are you talking about one, the one with in uh, 2015, the the rock concert or the area yeah the yeah with the with the rock concert? Okay. Yeah, that one. I mean, thankfully nowhere near the scale, right? I mean, uh, 138 people died in total in that, um, but it was just such a shocking thing, and there was so much really scary imagery around it. There were, you know, there was videos, there was pictures and kind of all that with social media started spreading right away. You know, um, I, th- I think that was close to it. You know, I don't know for, for you, is there any one that sticks out? You know, honestly, the only one that can stick out to me that I kind of had the same feeling, not on the loss of life. Right. Um, scale that nine eleven was was the uh, Notre Dame fire, Notre right. Dame fire, All right. because you knew you were watching a history changing event occur. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, not necessarily. I mean, like the 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 mass shootings that you talked about. This is going to sound so bad, but we're so American. Oh no, shootings are just shootings now. Right, right. I mean, it's, the and I'm not. And that was a thing. The the Paris one, I think, was just especially upsetting because of the, you know, the location it took place in. You know, the the band lost a member, as far as I remember from thinking about that right. Um, you know, people who were just trying to have a good time. But unfortunately, that's a lot of shootings uh, lately, which is sad. That I think we're more and more desensitized um, to those. You know, uh, but. I know what you mean. I mean, with the Notre Dame fire, that was also pretty upsetting to you know see that kind of you knew that yeah, it's never going to be the same. Um, it, it, yeah, that's never going to ever be the same. Yeah, um, even yeah. if they rebuild it, it's not going to be the same. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, the, I guess the thing I don't want to sound as insensitive about the shootings as I just did, but. We're just numb to it now. It's sure. it's something that happens. Yeah. Um. I don't want to get into a gun control debate. No. Because that's not 
not what we want to be about, but it's one of those things where basic, simple things could create a safer environment. Oh, yeah. I mean, we... And as much as people want to blame the NRA, you're still pointing the blame in the wrong spot. It's just easy to point at a figurehead. Sure. It's got to come I mean, down. It's got to come down to. I mean, yeah, it's got to. It's got to come there's... down to the government. Right. Right. Enforcing I mean, the laws that they already have in place. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the the only thing I'll say real quick before we get off of this is that you know the NRA does a lot to keep the government from doing that right and and uses their their unfortunate influence with money on on a lot of politicians and that's why a lot of things don't happen uh that should be yep. common sense legislation that gun owners agree with that's just yes and the that's frustrating part for me <laughs> and that's the biggest thing if you ask most people and if you haven't paid attention a lot here lately there's a lot of a lot of people that stood behind the NRA for a long time that are just walking away. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Even gun owners are not happy with them. Um, NASCAR has started to end sponsorship Good. with the NRA, and everybody's like, "Oh, this is going to kill NASCAR." Well, NASCAR was kind of on its way out to begin with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, just a uh, gun. Guns in the hands of good people can be used for good. Guns in the hands of bad people can be used for bad. That can be said about any instrument of everything. Sure, sure. <sighs> but yeah, as we've been as we've been talking about this, man, I've been kind of flipping through some stuff, and like you're seeing the photos of the fire in the tower, and you see people hanging out of these office windows. Yeah, like, trying to get away from the smoke, and like, right. you know what's going to happen next. Yeah, so. yeah. the The thing that the thing that still upsets me is like when you when all those videos came out of you realize how many people were just um jumping off the tower because they knew they weren't gonna get yeah. down. They knew there was no chance. So that was that was the Indeed. way to go. And I just, oh, I can't imagine that feeling of helplessness. I don't think I ever want to. No, no, I really I don't, don't think I ever want to. want to be in a spot where, where that's the best option. Right, right. And I mean, it like you said, it all all that changed so much. And we talk about it changed, changed how we fly, changed how we travel. It changed. You know, security in a lot of aspects, and 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 also then, obviously, um, a lot of tons and tons of lives were changed, and all the all the soldiers that went over, you know, and and some that are still there um, in Afghanistan and yep. now are war in Iraq. Um, so it changed. I don't know. It, it seemed to change our our military um, scope in a way. Um, after you know a period of relative peace, and then we kind of jumped right back into into things and countless I don't countless know if it was jumping lost. back. Yeah, I don't know if it was jumping back into things. I well, think it was renewed. Up. Yeah, renewed. Yeah, it was renewed. renewed. Um, but you know, you had a lot of people go over there. You had, you know, obviously you had like Patrick uh, Tillman, right, the football player. Patrick Tillman walked out and walked out. Walked out of a job as the starting safety for the Arizona yeah. Chronicle, uh, Cardinals. 
went over there and was killed by friendly fire. Yep. Which is a sad thing to see. It's um, you had horrible. actors like Dennis Leary and Steve yeah. Buscemi who were volunteer firefighters before yeah. they were actors go back to their old stations and be like, right. what can I do to help? Yeah. Um, those are the stories that I like to hear more than anything. Oh yeah, because those, those, those guys are the good did it. W- those guys did it. Like it didn't come out for years. Oh yeah, no, Steve I didn't Buscemi hear about the Buscemi it. thing until like maybe like four years ago, maybe. Yeah, like, it, I just it, feel it, like it wasn't that long ago that I heard something and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I did not know anything about that. Yeah, just just did it and yeah. And I mean, I'll never forget like the state of the world as terrified and hurt as the United States was the weeks following nine 11, we were just so united and I, you hate to say it, but you kind of just wish that we could get on the same page about something again. Right. And, and get that feeling back. Cause I feel like if we could get a feeling like that back, maybe we could do some good for this country and quit making it about left, right, right, wrong. Um, my way or the highway, it, we can't operate in a world that operates that way at all. And right. I know how weird that sounds when I said it. It it, it sounds a little weird, but yeah, you know, there's like weird things that have made everybody feel like they're coming together. I mean, from the simplest, like every single car in the parking lot had a flag on it. Every, every single house had an American every single flag. house had an American flag. I know we didn't have an American flag, but we had a flag on both cars. Right shortly after. Um, Hashtag never forget. You know. Yeah, everybody had the little like American flag pins. I mean, it, it, and it wasn't. It's not so much about like oh yes, let's have you know a whole bunch of nationalism again, but no, it was just more people were coming together to try to help each other and now it feels like you know people couldn't be more more apart and more angry with each other for no reason um and hostile where i you know i sometimes don't want to go out of places because people are just kind of scary at this point very much though I just, I don't want to interact with a lot of people, um, because you just don't know what you're going to get more than ever. I think we always enjoy that part of our friendship because we are on such very different sides of so many things, Yeah, but we always come to common ground and I just, I wish, I wish people could (laughs) have the conversation. Oh yeah. Just sit down and have a conversation. But it's true. Happen. I mean, there's, there's. I think I think we've probably said that the past like four times. Yeah, yeah. Anytime we've gotten on something like this, and and um, you know, it's interesting. Also, if you if you think about you know what I was trying to get to with all the changes, right? It also changed like uh, how we view our privacy and and what we consider privacy and what we have kind of given up since then we we gave up a lot of freedoms yep we give up a lot of freedoms and some of it is probably overreach i mean there's definitely a lot of evidence of abuse of the amount of freedoms we gave up 
uh, for is. people to listen in on phone calls and go through all kinds of uh, all kinds of bits of your data, and even even more so now, you know, we're giving up our privacy to random companies so we can share pictures of our dogs. So you know, um, yep, read those kinds of services. Yep, will be. You, you will never want to touch another piece of technology again. Oh God, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. But that, I mean, that's you know, we've I'm almost at a point where I'm just like, we're never going to get to the point where we have anything near the privacy we used to have. I mean, now just absolutely everything is out there. It's not even just the government; it's everybody. Google, I mean, Yahoo, yeah, Facebook, yeah, Insta, I mean, Twitter, everywhere. But it's almost like the, in a way, the government kind of paved paved the way. You know, we we get the Patriot Act, and and from there it felt like you know our 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 privacy was just broken down one bit at a time, um, and you know uh, maybe in some ways for good, but I think probably a lot more just freedoms given up for not not much what we sometimes gave up, feels like safe. yeah yeah i mean yeah it feels safe so a lot of it in ways is like you know security theater which yeah. has its place i guess at times yeah. do you find it weird in the uh day and age that we're in now that some of the people who think that it was an inside job are also the same people who want the government to have more control of things <laughs> <laughs> oh god i've like I've seen, was, I've seen on Facebook today, people. several times, somebody being like, "Oh, we need to give up our guns to help this country," but then like a post or two later, be like, "Don't forget, jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams." Oh my god! And I'm like, "So you want me to give up my guns? So the government that you're saying may or may not have had a hand in it, right? Can have them?" I'm like, mm, "I feel like if you're trying to make this point, you're making it wrong." <laughs> Yeah, I I don't even know what to say to like a lot of those people who want to hang on to that. Um, I mean, it's a thing I don't even enjoy talking too much about, but there's all those videos out there of people being like, look, this is how it, you know, couldn't have been the plane, and this is how it was a missile that hit the Pentagon, and all that crap. People died. Like, people actually died. All right, so yeah, and our country was changed. I mean, you can dig into how they kind of had some hints that this was going to happen well before. There was kind of a lot of warning signs. There was a lot of things that could have been put together um, to maybe do something preemptively to help, but it didn't happen. But I just. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, it, you can play. Yeah, you can play Monday morning quarterback all day long. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so it's kind of like I'm just like whatever. I, I don't, I don't, I hate all those documentaries that came out. You know, in the years following, trying to be super edgy about it. You know, all being an inside job or fake, and and it it pisses me off just as much as people who try to say, you know, Sandy Hook was you know, a false flag, some shit like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's how I feel. 
Yeah, I can <laughs> I can completely agree with that. So there was one thing uh, that I also remembered. You know, all these sporting events just stopped. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't even think about that. One of the first that. games that played right after it was Mets Braves. Really? Yep. And there is a photo um, of a woman who had mm-hmm. lost her husband, and uh, Brian Jordan was playing for the Braves at the time. He walks over and is having a conversation with him, and this photo is in the 9-11 Memorial Museum. Mm-hmm. And the conversation was that he asked, you know, did you lose your husband? Yes. Brian Jordan says, I'm so sorry. He was a hero. He's my hero. And oh, God. he's talking to this woman, and her kids are there. And Brian Jordan, who is a Braves player, talking right. to Mets fans, she said it was the first time she saw her kids smile oh. since it had happened. So you had that happen. You also had WWE ran a show in Houston, I think it was that night. Where Vince yeah. McMahon comes out and gave a speech and said, you know, we're not going to change. That's what they want. And we're here to show them that they didn't do anything to us. And uh, he had offered anybody that didn't want to perform that night. Didn't have to, but everybody. There's the iconic uh, the photo where you see everybody standing on the ramp while Vince is in the ring. Right. And it's, you know. Big Show, Kurt Angle, all the big names from from that time period standing there, right, and putting on a show. So I, think, I did not know that they uh, that they kept. They were like, shows got to go on when it came to uh, wrestling. Yeah, yeah, it was a big deal. Um, they yeah. said they thought about it a long time because they knew it would make them a big target because it would be a mass gathering of people. Yeah, in one area, but he was. Like, I mean, I'm surprised that it, they... people still showed up. Probably yeah, while a bunch of people showed up, a yeah. bunch of people showed up. That that place was packed. But that was That's... also when you when you think about this. Um, that was also at like the tail end of the the big Attitude Era. So that was when right. wrestling was still just huge okay. everywhere. Okay, so people were gonna be there. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I had, I had not thought about that, but that is that is really interesting. I hadn't thought about like the, you know, sports games stopping and and kind of that that impact. I mean, I. Um, they changed the. They changed Spider Man, the Sam Raimi yes, first one. Yes, that's changed. something I was going to talk about. I remember that like there was a, a few movies. It wasn't just Spider Man. I remember there was another movie. Can't remember off the top of my uh, Lilo head. Lilo right and now. Stitch. Yeah, that might have been one of them. Um, the the scene in Lilo and Stitch where the plane is flying through the mountains. Yeah. Originally, that was supposed to be a city, and after nine eleven oh. happened, they changed that. Oh, um, okay. There's a rough cut trailer of Spider Man where there's like where, a web between the towers, right? Yep, where he catches yep. uh, the um catches a helicopter between the two. Right. And they removed that. Yeah. There was the there was somebody that released a music video that day. Oh yeah, there was somebody who released a music video the day before. Yeah, and it had buildings exploding on the cover. And they scrapped that. 
so yeah a lot of a lot of things like that i think a lot of people became very conscious of what happened right and a lot of stuff changed because yeah i mean it, it always is now it's like always like I don't know, weird and a little jarring sometimes when you're watching like older movies or shows or you're watching Friends and it's like, boom, Twin Towers. And you're like, ooh. Right. It's like, oh yeah, that was, wow, that dates this. Yeah, it, it's really weird to me thinking about today being the 18-year anniversary of it. Yeah, that's just, just, wow. That's like what I was thinking about. I still today. remember, I still remember that day so clearly. Because it being so weird, um, <laughs> at least in my experience of it, um, but also you had an even even more impactful experience. I can imagine it's still very fresh. Except I was a little older, so yeah, yeah. So it it helped me probably remember it more more right. so than other things. But it, it's a moment I'll never forget in my life ever. I don't think it's something that we should ever let ourselves as a country forget. But we need to find a way to take that unity we had and channel it in a better way than we did then. Yeah. Like we, it, that, yeah. Sadly, we're a nation that we only unify in tragedy, and we can only unify in tragedy that doesn't involve guns, apparently. Yeah, no. That, that, uh... That just seems to continue to keep dividing us more. Right. But Well man, I feel like we're gonna start going in circles unless you got anything uh No, else. I think I think that's all for me. Okay. So this was a different episode for us. Yeah, it was very different. Um it'll be interesting it to fitting. see how it happens, but indeed, you know, felt appropriate with what day it was and you know, if you or anyone that you know or love was affected by these are, are I know how cliche it sounds. Our thoughts and prayers are with you, but if you ever need somebody you want to talk to me and Andy are here for you. Um, and that goes for any of our listeners. If you're ever going through anything and you feel like you just need somebody to talk to, we're very non-judgmental. Oh yeah. We're here. Would, would much rather you reach out for us, reach out to us than hear uh, about something horrible happening to you. Uh, so don't ever forget that. So whether you're listening to this morning, noon, or night, enjoy your day, afternoon, or evening. 